It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. <laughs> he had the hair in the middle of his back and a horn on the top of his head. Big triangle-shaped shiny object in the sky. I don't know what it was. That's, that's enough. That's Welcome enough. to another that's episode of the Attic. I know in this what episode I saw. of the Attic, no other household object has more legends, superstitions, or scary tales associated with it. That object can only be the household mirror. You know, mirrors have been around for a long time. And there's a lot of legends, superstitions, and myths, and maybe maybe not myths, associated with the mirror, right? Yes. So let's Bloody take- Mary. Well, the, one of them is Bloody Mary. So let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at these legends in depth. In researching this, I thought it was important to give a history of the mirror. Because I bet you a lot of people don't know how, just how long mirrors have been around. I don't know. Well, I can tell you this. The silver glass mirrors that's found throughout the world today first got their start in Germany almost 200 years ago. And what happened was there was a German chemist that developed a process for applying a thin layer of metallic silver to one side of a pane of clear glass. Now, this was metallic silver at the time. The technique was soon adopted and approved and allowed for the mass production of mirrors. Now, the modern-day mirrors may have originated in the 19th century, but mirrors in general have actually been around much, much longer. According to a 2006 review by a vision scientist named Dr. J. Enoch, He states that people in Anatolia, which is modern-day Turkey, manufactured the first mirrors out of ground and polished obsidian, which is a volcanic glass, about 8,000 years ago. Mirrors Mirrors made of polished copper later popped up in Mesopotamia, which is now Iraq, and Egypt from 4,000 to 3,000 B.C. Right around 1,000 years later, people in Central and South America began making mirrors out of the polished stone, while Chinese and Indian mirror makers crafted them out of bronze. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, you can assign all of that to people making mirrors, but you know, and I bet you never thought of this, was probably man's first encounter with their reflection. Quiet pools of water. Yeah. yeah. And rock or clay containers of water. Okay. You know, so you have to go back if you can put yourself in that mindset of these people never saw themselves, right? Right. So they go down to the lake or the water, and they look in the water and they see themselves. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's probably why the mirror holds so much superstition and, and uh, intrigue and, and mystery, right? So let's talk about some of the mysteries, myths, and legends that you hear around mirrors and see if we can get an explanation for some of this. All right. When you say a mirror and myths and legend, probably the first thing that comes to people's mind is if you break a mirror, you get seven years of bad luck. Seven years, yeah, <laughs> right? yes. That's probably the first thing. Well, where did that start? And why did it start? A lot of, um, a lot of researchers say that the superstition dates back to the Romans, who believed, they believed that life renewed itself every seven years and that breaking a mirror would thus cause damage to the soul it was reflecting at the time for that duration. 
So various folk remedies can break the seven-year curse. Did you know that? I did not. Like soaking the mirror shards in a south-flowing water for seven hours or grinding the pieces into a fine dust so that the broken mirror can no longer reflect anything. Did you notice that uh, bad luck, seven years, soaking seven years? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, soaking for, uh, no, you're soaking for seven hours. Oh, seven. What's seven? Yeah, the number seven, seven. Yeah. Or placing the shards in a bag and burying them. So the Romans were in this mindset that, like it says, that life renews every seven. So if you break a mirror, it's like hitting a reset button. Have you ever heard that if you gaze into a mirror by candlelight, the spirits occupying your home will appear next to you? I have never heard that, and I know what I'm not going to do. <laughs> right. It isn't clear whether the hauntings will increase if you've seen what the ghosts in your house look like, though it seems likely that your nightmares will intensify. Damn. Now, we've all heard of, of uh, Bloody Mary, right? Bloody Mary, sure. Where you, where you look in the mirror, and if you say Bloody Mary three times, uh, she will appear. Right. Now... Some legends say you have to say Bloody Mary 13 times. Now, I don't know who's going to do that, but Steve, here's another one along those lines. But I've not heard of this one as much as I've heard of Bloody Mary. It's called Blue Baby. Blue Baby? You ever hear of that one? No, I've never heard this one before. It's a slumber, it's a slumber party staple involving chanting in front of a mirror. In this one, you pretend to rock a baby in your arms while standing in the dark in front of a bathroom mirror and say the phrase blue baby 13 times. It's said that an infant in question will appear in your arms and scratch you, at which point you better drop the child and run for your life. Otherwise, blue baby's mother will appear and scream, give me back my baby, loud enough to shatter the mirror. If you still don't drop the baby and run, mama blue will kill you. I have never heard that one That's one, one I'm not really familiar with. But when you listen to these legends in the mirror, don't you wonder where they come from or what they're rooted in or how, how, did, how did they begin? I think one of the uh, themes on this show, at least, and in our opinions is, and we've said this a lot, something had to happen at some point. You know, uh, whether you're talking about a UFO or whether you're talking about Bigfoot, something had to happen at some point. Whether it was folklore or stories handed down and they get skewed. It's hard to tell a story now to four people and get the same story at the end of it, you know? Oh, I... So can you imagine over generations and generations? We had a class mm -hmm. when I was in high school, and it was a psychology class. And what you say in four people, the, the, the teacher came by and whispered into the first person's ear, and they turned, and we did it through 26 people. By the time it got to the 26th person, it was so far-fetched that what you're saying is true. So can you imagine that same thing over generations and generations? No. A lot of things you hear, a lot of folklore and tales you hear about mirrors. When I was doing my research, I kind of settled in the Eastern Slavic spiritual traditions. Okay. Now you might ask why I settled there. Because it's, for me, it seemed to answer a lot of questions about a lot of the folklore and scary stories you hear about mirrors. Now, this is just their take on it. So let me give you a few. They believe 
that there's a spirit in the mirror that is believed to inhabit each and every single solid reflective surface. And that spirit is called Zerkalitza. Zerkalitza. And I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's Z-E-R-K-A-L-I-T-S-A. Sometimes pronounced with a D in front of it. Now, the words derived from Zerkalo or Dezerkalo, which means mirror. Okay, they say that this spirit, uh, Zerkalitza, uh, doesn't have a shape of her own, but takes the shape of whatever is reflected in the mirror. Okay, now Zerkalitza supposedly does not like other spirits, particularly vampires, because they don't have a soul. And they would never assume their shape. Hence, they do not reflect in the mirror. Ah, that, that, okay. Mm-hmm. She wants something she can take over. Can't take over a vampire, no soul. She doesn't soul. like them. Right, she doesn't like them. Ah, okay. Uh, and they don't reflect. The spirit, uh, now, a lot so of... So does she live in the mirror? She is, she's the spirit of the mirror. Of the mirror, okay. Now... A lot of people say vampires don't reflect for another reason, which we will get into on our vampire show. Okay, this spirit likes seeing familiar places and familiar objects. So when everyone's asleep, the spirit entertains herself by replaying all the things and faces she remembers seeing during the day, which is why it is forbidden to look in a mirror in the dark of night. One could see something there that could spook them and cause emotional trauma. That's the theory. Now, another theory is that this particular spirit is from another world. That's why she can predict the future, because she's from another world, okay? Like a timeline? Right. Or outer space? Well, no, no, no. She's from, she's from a different, on a spiritual level. Okay. Okay, another, another world, right? Now, she's supposedly eager to tell the future, but some of it may be outward, but some of it may be scary to someone that's not prepared, right? So, for example, when one family member is dying, the spirit becomes concerned and may show a dying person's face in the mirror without him or her being there. And after death, the soul of the deceased that stays at his or her home for three days until the funeral and then may visit occasionally until 40 days post-mortem. Okay? That's why... In some Eastern Slavic cults, customs, it involves covering a mirror during one's death for 40 days afterwards. I've seen and you've heard that, mirrors right? covered. I didn't know that long. But now, that's one tradition. Again, mm. with the numbers, sure. the 40, they are even like 40 days and 40 nights. Exactly. The biblical numbers or exactly. spiritual now, numbers. Now, what's also interesting is, according to this custom, the greatest joy the spirit has is when her mirror is used to reflect sunshine. Okay? At this time, the spirit can leave her mirror and become part of the sun and see the infinite views of the earth and universe and return in her mirror renewed and happy. So she's not a bad spirit, right? Well, it depends on what happens. Now, once the sun comes, she becomes a good... Well, here's, here's what's interesting about that. Okay. The Chinese have a thought that demons only become visible in mirrors. So they put them on their backs to defend themselves from malevolent forces. So think about this. The Chinese have a mirror on their they in some customs have a mirror on their back to reflect the demonic spirits in the mirror. According to this custom, the greatest joy is when her mirror is being used to reflect sunshine, like I said, right? Yes. So you can see kind of a parallel there. Right, right. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? 
even though this is one is an Eastern Slavic tradition and one is a Chinese tradition, you can see kind of a parallel, right? So this always goes back to when me and you said and what I said earlier, something had to happen, <laughs> right? Right, right. Somebody had to do something to get, get all this going. Now, another famous thing or another well-known thing you always hear in like in children's books, right, or mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest yeah, of them all, yeah. right? Well, it's funny. Well, there's a thing called beauty magic, okay? Uh-huh. Now, there. Looking, in this mirror, looking in the mirror was supposed to create the image that other people would see when looking at that person. So in other words, when I'm looking in the mirror, the reflection I see, good or bad, would be what everybody else sees, right? But the full incantation, according to this particular tradition, was this. As I get, now this is me speaking to the mirror. As I gaze at you and can't get enough, may other people not get enough of me and my beauty, as you cannot live without me. May the world become empty without my beauty. Now, a short version of that is mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them them all? all. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So when you look at these fairy tales and all of this, this is not just random that they, that someone said, hey, let's put a mirror on the wall and ask them who the fairest of them all. It's not just random. You know, it's, it's rooted in some kind of custom myth or legend, right? There's another legend that says one of the ways to summon a prophetic dream was to comb hair before going to bed in front of a small mirror. This mirror was placed under a pillow afterwards, and food and drink were left by the bed for the night visitor. After that, the person went to bed hoping to see her future husband in a dream. So you have the mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all. The other incantation I just read to you, and then brush your hair, comb your hair. And remember they used to say a hundred times you have to brush your hair before you go to bed. Yeah. Put the mirror under the bed and you see your future husband. So I'll leave, I'll put All these all tied together. So, you know, Steve, this particular spirit can show undesired images, okay? And there's a lot of beliefs that sometimes the reflection in the mirror can become demonically possessed, okay? And that would, of course, be a negative impact. You Absolutely. Know, cause a negative <laughs> impact, right? Yeah, that's, cause, that's one. Yeah, I'll buy that. So what happens is when you, open a, when you open a portal to another world, everything gets through, okay? Good and bad, right? Yeah. One such portal is believed to be when you die. So when someone was dying in the house, superstitious family members did not only cover all the mirrors, like I said, in the house, but also poured out all the water from buckets, barrels, and other things with still water in it. That same belief requires the, requires the deceased eyelids to be closed after passing. Oh, How many okay. times have you yeah. seen that? How many times have you seen that, right? Yeah. Same thing with birth. Birth was also considered a time when the gates between the worlds stood wide open. So all the mirrors were kept away from a woman in labor because pregnancy was considered a time when a child's soul transitions between the world of the dead and the world of the living. Okay? So that was an important thing. I even read that, that during childbirth, they would face the mirrors away from each other. It's very interesting for something that you didn't realize 
You know, I'm right. trying to figure out what this thing was going to be about. Sure. And how it all ties into folklore and, and everything. And who would know that the simple fact of something created by scientists would have all of this behind it, right? I told you a little bit about the Chinese. Yeah, the mirrors with the mirror on the back. So mirrors are also used, obviously, for protection. So a very common spell that remains popular even today is to place an image of yourself, such as a photo, between two small mirrors. The mirrors should be facing outwards and keep this amulet away from everyone. Placing an image of a person between the two mirrors facing inwards was considered a hex, as it would draw the person straight into the other world. You see what I mean? Yeah. The photo is kept between the mirrors for 21 days, which is, what, seven times three, right? Yeah. Accumulating all the negativity and then burn. The burning symbolizes burning of a hex. So mirrors can show you things, and not only that, they can protect you, according, according to this. So I briefly gave you some legends and, and myths and legends and folklore on the common household mirror. But a lot of these things are tales that you hear uh, or stories that's been handed down. And you can believe or, or not believe them. Is there something in the mirror? Uh, I don't know. Um, you think about how mirrors are used now. Um, you know, it's, it's considered an important part of development when babies look at, in mirrors and recognize themselves. Uh, that's a port- an important step. When they try to determine what animals have uh, self-awareness, they give them the mirror test. And it's only like nine or ten different animals that can recognize themselves in the mirrors. Interestingly enough, dogs are not one of them. No. <laughs> you know. No, the um, core extra podcast dog. No. But what's interesting is I have a study that happened in the 70s. And this was not folklore or 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 a tale or anything. This was a scientific study. So here's the study. It happened in Papua New Guinea. Okay? Like I said, humans are among the few animals that can recognize themselves in the mirrors, right? Chimps, orangutans, bonobos, there's a, even ants can. Um, but there's an interesting recent experiment with the Biami, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It's B-I-A-M-I. They're an isolated Papua New Guinea tribe, and they had never seen a mirror an actual mirror, until the mid-1970s. Now, you have to assume or conclude that they saw their reflections in water and so forth and so on. So these anthropologists went down and recorded their reactions when looking for the first time into a mirror. Their reactions were terror and anguish, and they were paralyzed, couldn't move, freaked out. After their first startle response, they would cover their mouths and duck their heads, stand transfixed, staring at their images with only their stomach muscles betraying great tension. So I'm assuming they're saying they were breathing hard and uh, really scared. They would actually get transfixed on what they would see in the mirror. Okay? So this was probably in the 70s, the first time they actually saw themselves. Now, this was a cannibalistic tribe. In the, in, the, um, in the Papua New Guinea forest. So it makes you wonder, when they looked in the mirror, did they see something else? Because they all know what they look like, because they see other people, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, but when they saw themselves, when they looked into the mirror, you have to wonder, did they see something other than just their reflection? Did they see demons? Did they see their biggest fears? Did they see um, the negative aspects of their uh, being? Because when you read the direct, uh, description of what happened to them, you would first think if somebody was so alarmed by their reflection, they would just get away from it. But they didn't get away from it. They were almost hypnotized by it and even in covering their faces. But nothing says that they ran away. I mean, I think one of the natural reactions, you see something that terrorizes you, you run away from it. You know what that reminds me of? It's mm -hmm. because they're very primitive tribe. Right. And very open to things around them. Right. Like kids and animals see things that other people, other don't, people see don't see because see. they're very primitive mm -hmm. and they're very open to, you know. I mean, when you see the, the you know, when you hear ghost stories and mm -hmm. they always target children. Right. Animals stare at walls or windows. They see things. Right. It sounds to me like this primitive tribe was not... Um, well, they, sounds, they saw more than just themselves. Right, right. Because they would have had to have seen themselves in bodies of water. They would have had to have seen that. Or even seeing a, a, a uh, tribesman. Right. I mean, you don't look that much different. Right. And that's my point, you know, right? Yeah. So, so I, think they say, I think they saw something beyond their physical reflection. I agree. I think they saw something else. Now, I don't know how they could communicate that. Even now today, I don't know about their languages. But maybe at that time, they couldn't communicate that. Couldn't communicate it to us. Right. To Americans going down there. Or, or people that, was, that were from other countries. I don't know. Um, but they certainly probably communicated that within their tribe. And their reactions sound to me like they saw something more than just a reflection in a mirror. I would like to read more about that. I think I'm going to look that up. Sure. Because I would think that the people, was it, you say it was Americans went down? The anthropologists are down there to study the tribe. I would think they would go farther and, and ask the tribe members. Oh, sure. Because this was in the 70s. Yeah, what are you seeing that, you know, if five or six of them look in the mirror and they all freeze. Sure. You know. They're seeing something there's more. There's something else. I mean, can you? I think I'll look into that. Well, I encourage everybody <clears throat> to um, look into that. And, I, and, and let me do this right now before we go and before we go any further. I want to give um, some acknowledgments of where I, you know, where I got some, some of this information. One is from LiveScience.com. It's common spelling. You can go to the furniturelibrary.com, believe it or not, and get a lot of this. But the one I took uh, most of the Eastern Slavic traditions from is Magpie's Corner, available on Facebook. So if you go to Facebook and look up Magpie's Corner, um, um, that's where I had the information from the Eastern Slavic um, uh, traditions. And I just wanted to give that credit because in reading that, it made me look further but some of the information I took directly from there. So I just wanted to make sure I give the proper acknowledgments. Well, I have 
one um, mirror's story. I have one story about the mirror, and it involves the 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. And I've read this in many books on Lincoln. The story goes that Lincoln was sleeping. He had a dream. In his dream, he went downstairs to one of the, the green rooms or one of the rooms, and in the room was a casket laying in state. And there were two Union soldiers next to the casket. And Lincoln walks up and says, who was laying in state? And one of the Union soldiers turned to him and says, the President of the United States has been assassinated. So in the dream, Lincoln goes back to bed, wakes up from the dream, and as he goes in to make sure that he's clean, he looks into the mirror, and there is a double reflection in the mirror of Lincoln, which a double reflection obviously is bad luck and something's going to happen. So there were two Lincolns in the mirror. And then that night he was assassinated. Oh, so it was actually that night. That night he was assassinated. Well, see, that's what I mean. We, we talk about all these things, but they have to be rooted somewhere in yeah, something. I agree. I mean, it just, it's just too much of a coincidence of right. mirror, mirror on the wall. Sure. You know, all that. I, I, I'm and, sure that they really believed in the idea that these were bad luck. Right. You know, cover them up. Sure. And everything. But that's why the story's on the attic. Exactly. That's why it's on the attic. Next week on the attic. The Vampire from Bram Stoker to the 5,000 that exist in the United States today. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Attic on the Core Extra Podcast. Please hit the like button, subscribe to our podcast, and give us a review. Thanks again for listening.